That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I am your host. I have been hosting this podcast actually since 2018, so it's been a hot minute now. Whether you are a returning listener or whether you're new to Balance Black Girl, I appreciate you tuning in. Every month we have a central theme, and this month we've been talking all about leveling up. And I'm really excited to close out the series with today's conversation about boosting our confidence because whether we're leveling up, we're reaching new heights, we're busting through a plateau, we're getting out of a rut, we need confidence. We need to feel confident in order to do that. But a lot of the advice that we get around confidence is not actually that helpful. And I really wanted to dig into the research and figure out what are the evidence-backed ways that we can feel more confident so that we can really be prepared for our level up. So that's what I'm excited to bring you today. So when we look at what confidence is, it's basically having trust within yourself, trusting yourself to be able to navigate whatever life is going to throw at you. And that is so necessary for leveling up. If you listen to last week's episode all about change and navigating change, confidence is essentially how well can we navigate change and how well can we pivot when we need to pivot? And do we have that trust within ourselves to be able to pivot? Or as Mel Robbins puts it, and I love her take, confidence is a willingness to try. It is a willingness to take action to get closer to where we want to be. Last week on the podcast, when I was talking about the importance of shaking things up and not letting fear of change hold us back and doing things differently, you literally cannot shake things up. You cannot make changes without taking action. And a willingness to take action, even if you're afraid to do so, is a sure sign of confidence. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about why confidence matters so much, some common misconceptions about confidence, and ways you can build your confidence to help you level up even beyond this series. Now, a common misconception about confidence is that it is a feeling. That's what we'll say. We'll be like, well, I'm not feeling confident enough to do this, or I'm not feeling confident enough to do that. But confidence in and of itself is not a feeling. Confidence is action. And that feeling, that self-assured feeling is a byproduct of taking action. So often we will be sitting around waiting to feel confident, waiting for the confidence bug to bite us, to inspire us to take action. 
but it's actually the other way around. We have to take action first and the feeling of confidence is what follows. So I have a few different analogies for how I like to think about confidence. The first is thinking about confidence like a muscle. A few months ago, I actually did an episode all about fitness, the importance of strength training and building muscles specifically for women. And essentially the point of that episode was that we have to strengthen and feed muscle to build and to grow it. You can't grow and maintain healthy muscle without doing regular exercise to strengthen it. And you can't maintain healthy muscle without feeding it and fueling it with protein to repair it when it's been broken down. Now, confidence is the same way. It is like a muscle that needs to be strengthened and fueled through action. Nobody is confident without action. If you want to increase confidence, you have to put in the repetitions to strengthen it, and you've got to feed it when it breaks down to repair it, just like you would with a muscle. And with muscle, if you aren't actively working to strengthen it, if you aren't fueling it with protein, it ain't going to be there, okay? And confidence is the same way. You have to use it so that you don't lose it. Now, over the past year or so, the idea of being delusionally optimistic or lucky girl syndrome has gotten really popular. And I actually don't think that those things are delusional at all. I actually think that those are a case study in building confidence because really what it does is it trains you to want to take action. It really reduces those mental barriers that kind of cause that fear to hold us back. So if we aren't too scared to try or to move as if we're already where we want to be or as if we already have what we want, then yes, that's going to lead to more confidence because we're going to be more likely to try. Now, everybody experiences self-doubt or has engaged in some form of negative self-talk. And confidence is not the absence of those things. Confidence is what we can summon within ourselves to overcome those things. It's feeling those things and doing what it is you need to do anyway. So like I mentioned in last week's episode, things can't get better without change. Overcoming a fear of change is critical to improving your life, but ultimately confidence is what helps us move forward even when we're facing the fear of change. That's because confidence builds resilience. It gives us the fuel to try new things or to dust ourselves off and try again if what we tried in the past didn't work. Now, confidence can seem like it's either something we have or we don't, like some people are born with it and some people are not. But that's not true. It's just not the case. Often the people that we think of as being confident are simply not afraid to try and they're simply not afraid to be seen trying. So let's use Beyonce as an example because it's Beyonce. She's a great example for everything. But Beyonce is pretty damn confident, right? She appears pretty confident to me. But what I appreciate about her is she's pretty honest about it not being effortless. Beyonce's willingness to put in effort and to rehearse and to try and try and try again and experiment again and the amount of work that goes into how she appears to us on stage is a big part of her brand. She tries and she rehearses and then she tries some more and tries some more and tries and tries until she gets the end result that she wants. Renaissance didn't just come together. It took effort. It took experimentation. It took a lot of trying. And how confident she is on stage didn't just happen. It came from a lot of rehearsing and a lot of trying and putting in the repetitions to build that confidence on the stage. Angel Reese is so confident because she shows up and has put in the practice to have the skills needed to win, which is why she moves and plays and speaks with such 
confidence. So these women just aren't magically this way. They are because they've put in the work to have the skills to back it up because they know that when they take action with their preparation, they can really move forward and win and be the best version of themselves. That is what creates that confidence. Now, I share those examples with you because it's important to remember people at the top are still trying because we love to romanticize other people's lives for them or assume that everything comes easy to everyone else and things are only challenging for us. And that's just not true. Practice, preparation, and competence in what we're doing is often what helps us build that confidence. And while we're often told to fake it till we make it, I actually think that can be great advice. It's not because being fake builds confidence. It's because faking it is what gives you that practice. Faking it is what makes you comfortable enough to try. And remember, trying yields confidence. Now, I want to talk a bit about what it feels like when our confidence isn't at its strongest. And it's absolutely possible to feel really confident in some areas of life and not confident in other areas of life. In fact, I think we've all experienced that at some point. Maybe you are just really killing it at work and you feel super confident there, but in your personal relationships, things are a little bit harder. Or maybe you are dating and you feel super confident when you are like out on these dates and being a hot girl and doing whatever it is that you're doing. But at work, maybe you are not as confident there. So that's because confidence isn't a catch-all that we just either have or we don't have. It can definitely change depending on how safe we feel in certain situations. And like many other things happening in our bodies, it's all related to our nervous systems. Last year, I did an episode all about our nervous system, breaking down our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous systems. And I'll link that episode in the show notes so that you can learn a little bit more about what's happening in our bodies. But basically, your nervous system is what sends signals and messages from your brain to the rest of your body. It's your body's internal communication system. It's what controls our fight, flight, or freeze responses. It's what controls whether or not we are at rest and digest. And if you are not feeling confident, it is probably because there's some dysregulation happening in our nervous system. We actually can't be confident and be dysregulated at the same time. I mean, maybe unless you're like feeling really confident about fighting somebody, (laughs) confidence and your fight or flight cannot coexist. So if we're feeling triggered, if we're feeling activated, if we're in our fight, flight, or freeze, confidence is often not clicking in the moment because our body is so focused on our anxiety and our nervousness that it can really hold us back from taking that action that we need to take that promotes the confidence we need. That's because our nervous systems respond to patterns. So if we have a history of feeling nervous in certain situations, like we have a history of feeling nervous when we have to speak up in meetings, we have a history of feeling nervous maybe if we're on a date or approaching somebody, that stimuli, when we come in contact with it again, our body will remember that pattern. And so there can be a disconnect between how confident we want to feel and how we actually feel because we're relying back on old patterns that may make us feel nervous or that may activate our fight, flight, or freeze. But it actually has nothing to do with our capabilities and who we are and what we have to offer. It's just your body responding to old patterns to try and protect you. But remember, confidence isn't a feeling, it's a skill. So in order to build up that skill, 
we have to get our nervous systems back in check. So in that moment, if we're feeling activated and it's getting in the way of our confidence, it's all about that nervous system regulation. So some ways to quickly do that in the moment could be like EFT tapping, breath work, stimulating the vagus nerve, potentially with a little bit of weight on your chest or a cold compress on your chest, just to calm your body down, to get you to the point where you're ready to take action again. Then once we get ourselves calmed down, we can say, okay, what is the next smallest action I can take? What is the next best step from here? What is a small action that I feel safe taking? Because remember, confidence is built through action. I'm going to say that time and time again through this episode, and hopefully by the end of the episode, it will stick. That confidence is not a feeling, it is an action, and that the feeling is the byproduct of action. So if you're in that moment where you're not feeling confident and you feel a little bit activated, first thing you need to do is to regulate your nervous system. How can you physically calm yourself down, remind yourself that you are safe, and then what is the next best tiny step or tiny action that you feel safe taking. And that is going to move you closer to confidence in that area. Taking a quick break from today's episode to talk to you about one of my favorite intimacy brands, Foria. So Foria is here to help you have really good sex and more of it. Their sex and intimacy collection features life-changing plant-based formulas designed to support your intimate experiences and enhance pleasure. I was introduced to Foria when I was gifted their Awaken Arousal Oil years ago, and it is such a fantastic starter product. It's a topical oil designed to heighten arousal and intensify orgasms while supporting libido and intimate comfort. It's amazing to use if you're solo or with a partner, you just apply it 15 to 30 minutes before intimacy and you're good to go. You can try all of Oria's intimacy bestsellers in their quickie kit, which has deluxe travel sizes of their Awaken Arousal Oil, their Sex Oil Lubricant, and two intimacy melts to enhance penetrative pleasure. Their website is overflowing with amazing reviews, but you just have to try it for yourself to understand. And the good news is that Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash balanced or use code balanced at checkout. So that's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash balanced for 20% off your first order. Order. Again, I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and their Sex Oil to start off, and you can thank me later. These days, I've had to scale my coffee consumption way back. I've noticed that caffeine just makes me feel a lot more anxious and makes my period cramps worse when I overdo it. So I've been replacing my morning coffee with Mudwater's Cacao Rise Blend, and it helps me feel energized and focused without the negative side effects of having too much caffeine. Mudwater is a coffee alternative with four adaptogenic mushrooms and Ayurvedic herbs has way less caffeine than coffee. The ingredients are incredible and each ingredient serves its own purpose. The cacao and chai give you a boost of energy. Lion's mane supports focus. Cordyceps supports physical performance. Chaga and reishi are there for immune support and cinnamon provides antioxidants. I like to blend my mud water with some hot water, a little monk fruit to sweeten, and the mud water creamer, which has coconut milk and MCT powder. It gives me so much energy, no crash, and is the perfect addition to my morning ritual. 
I recommend grabbing a starter kit with your favorite blend so you have everything you need to create your own ritual. So go to mudwater.com slash balanced. That's spelled M-U-D-W-T-R dot com slash balanced. Again, that's M-U-D-W-T-R dot com slash balanced. You get 15% off and you can support the show again using the code balanced. So if there's a specific area of your life that you are not as confident in and really want to increase your confidence in, it's probably because you don't feel safe enough to show up and take action. And on the inverse, if there is an area of your life that you feel super confident in, it probably is because you feel safe enough to show up and show out and take action. So finding a sense of safety or tapping back in with yourself to calm your nervous system will go a long way in helping you feel more confident. So next, I want to talk about something called the confidence competence loop, because this idea is really, really important in helping us understand how to build up confidence. The confidence competence loop explains the relationship between confidence and competence. It's essentially the idea that the more competent we feel in a certain area or with a certain action, that essentially leads to having more confidence. So kind of like what we were talking about earlier, we use Beyonce as an example. We can look at a performance like Homecoming and see her confidence on the stage. That confidence came from the eight months of intense rehearsal to really build that competence so that when she got on stage, she knew exactly what it was she needed to do. She knew every mark she needed to hit. She knew every dance, every note, everything. She wasn't up there just winging it, which I think a lot of us really try to do. And we wonder why we don't feel as confident. Fitness is another prime example of this. When you go to the gym and you don't really have a plan for what you want to do and you're just kind of wandering around and you don't really know how to use the machines and you feel like everybody's looking at you, even though they're probably not, but it feels like they are, it can be really hard to step into your confidence in that moment versus let's say you're going to the gym, you know exactly what class you're going to take, or you have your workout already set and pulled up on your phone. All you need to do is execute. You feel so much more confident because you're taking the action that you know you need to take to get your workout in. So the way to build that competence and thus that confidence is to be prepared to have a plan for what it is you want to do and to make sure you understand the plan before proceeding so that you can confidently execute. And this can apply to anything, whether that is a presentation, whether that is that workout that you want to do, whether you are going somewhere to network, feeling really self-assured and prepared and competent because you are competent, but really reminding yourself of that and feeling really prepared and knowing what you're there to do and who you're there to be can go such a long way in feeding your confidence and really helping you up level. This can also help with procrastination as well. Guilty because I am a chronic procrastinator, but procrastination is often not a sign of laziness. It's a lack of confidence in the task in front of us. We put things off because we don't feel comfortable taking action. But I've found that preparation and breaking things down into really small steps can help us feel a lot more comfortable to take the action we need to take. And that helps us really increase our confidence in that moment and in that area. So essentially, the more skilled we are and the more we believe in our skills and what we're bringing forward, 
the less fear we have at taking action. The more likely we are to take action, the more confident we feel. And as we build that competence, it continues feeding our confidence. And those two things work in an infinite loop supporting one another. Now, when we think of skills, we often think of work, but the truth is everything is a skill. Making friends and feeling comfortable in social settings is a skill that many of us, myself included, have to put a little more work into building. Flirting is a skill. Having a sense of style and knowing how to dress is a skill. Learning how to manage our time is a skill. Learning how to manage our money is a skill. Learning how to give and receive feedback is a skill. And some of these things we think of as innate traits, like some people are just good at it and some of us aren't. And if we aren't naturally good at it, we can't do it. And yes, we all have unique gifts and talents that may make us a little bit more inclined to pick up on these skills a little bit faster, but ultimately these are all skills and we have the capability to learn or master any skill that we want with effort. And when I realized that a lot of these things were not inherent traits, they were actually skills, that felt really encouraging. It's not like, oh, this is just some juice or some sauce that I just didn't get. It was like, wait, okay, I may need to put a little bit more time and effort into learning this, but the fact of the matter is I can learn this. I can do this. And we put that effort into really building those skills. We feel so much more confident and that's so much more encouraging than thinking, well, these are just traits that I don't have. Learning that everything is a skill and we can choose what we want to invest in and learn in is a game-changing realization, especially when it comes to building confidence. Because that means that you can be whoever you want to be. That means that whatever it is that you want to get or whatever skill or characteristic you want to have, that means you can do something about it. Now, it may not be easy. It may not come naturally, but it can be learned over time and it really feeds that competence-confidence loop. Now, earlier in the episode, I said I had two analogies uh, to help us think about boosting our confidence. The first was to think of confidence like a muscle, remembering that muscle is something that we have to build and fuel. Now it's time for our second analogy. When it comes to fueling, I really like to think about confidence as a bank account. Now hear me out. When we think of confidence as a bank account, it is something that we can deposit into if our balance is getting a little bit low, okay? So each of us has a confidence bank account that we can make regular deposits into. Now, other people can also make deposits, but other people's deposits don't hold as much value as the deposits you make into your own confidence bank account. So if you feel your account balance getting a little low, you're close to overdraft, or maybe maybe sometimes we do overdraft a little bit, start making some deposits to help yourself really embody that confidence. So here are some foolproof ways you can make deposits into your confidence account. The first is to practice self-compassion. Research has shown that treating yourself with kindness and understanding rather than harsh criticism can improve self-esteem and overall well-being. Would you tolerate someone else speaking to you the way that you tend to speak to yourself? If the answer is no, then it's probably time to practice a little more self-compassion. Next is positive affirmations. Now I know affirmations can feel a little bit cheesy if they don't resonate with you, but I want you to dig in there and get really juicy with some good affirmations. But the trick with affirmations is to not just say these 
kind of empty phrases that don't resonate to just be like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. Yes, you are. However, repeating that over and over is probably not going to change the way you feel. But if we remember that confidence is a result of taking action, how affirmations come to be helpful is we have to affirm the actions we want to take to boost our confidence. You feel me? Affirm the actions you want to take to boost your confidence. So instead of saying, I am beautiful, I am worthy, get specific and affirm your thoughts and actions as you move forward. So you can say things like, I am focused before you sit down to work and creativity pours out of me. Or before having a tough conversation with somebody, you can say, I am comfortable speaking my truth. Or before going into a presentation that maybe you feel nervous about, you can say, I am prepared and I know my stuff. Have affirmations that speak truth and speak power into the actions you want to take to boost your confidence. And that's a good quick deposit into your confidence account. So the next confidence deposit is just good old fashioned taking care of yourself. This would not be an episode of Balanced Black Girl if I didn't mention moving your body in some way. This is not about weight loss. This is not about fitting in a certain size. This is pure movement. I don't care if you walk, stretch, dance, lift, twerk, hop, skip, sit in child's pose. When in doubt with what action to take to build confidence, move your body. Moving your body is one of the best actions you can take to build confidence because as you overcome physical challenges, that translates into the mental. You are moving that energy out. When you're able to walk a little bit and lift a little bit and challenge yourself and find your balance and refine your equilibrium, that is incredible action that really reminds you what you're capable of and gives you the confidence you need to move forward. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate for having hobbies and learning a new language is an incredible hobby to take up. I've been practicing my French with Babbel, and it's been such an effective, engaging way to learn. I took French in high school and college, but I got a little rusty and I wanted to brush up before visiting France earlier this year, and I've been hooked on Babbel ever since because it's helped so much. And you too can make amazing progress with your language learning through Babbel. And that's because Babbel actually works. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for private classes or playing on apps that are basically glorified games, you can take Babbel's quick 10 minute lessons that are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language as soon as three weeks from now. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and their methods for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, so you're learning things you would actually say, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's no wonder why Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions because it's real learning for real conversations. And they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. So you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash balanced. 
Get up to 55% off at babbel.com slash balanced, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash balanced. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, also in terms of taking care of yourself, it's hard to take action if you are dehydrated. So are we doing that to the best of our ability? Are we getting sleep so that we have the energy to take action? Are we eating food that will fuel us and energize us to take action? Are we engaging in hobbies and activities that we enjoy and building our competence in fun? Because that matters. The importance of doing things purely for enjoyment is important action we can take to build confidence. And I'll also add just as part of that taking care of yourself umbrella is also taking care of your appearance. And that's not to appear a certain way for other people or to meet other people's standards of beauty, but there is something to how good we feel when we know that we are taking care of ourselves. Looks are not everything. How you look is the least interesting thing about you. But we can't deny how much better we feel if we have maybe a cute outfit on, you know, something that makes you feel good being you or that you feel comfortable in. The boost that comes from that, you can't beat it, okay? And we all have times where we go through the motions and where we're living in leggings. It's slick bun or nothing. But when we also have those moments to put our best version of ourselves forward for ourselves, it can really remind us of who we are. So when you feel like your version of a baddie, that is an immediate confidence boost, especially when you do it for you. So the next thing we can do to make deposits in our confidence account is to celebrate our wins. When you get a win, enjoy that and celebrate your achievements. Don't brush them off or move on to the next thing or see it as just another box to check. Look at it as proof of how great you are. Look at it as proof of all that you can do when you do take action. Like that is amazing for your confidence and let that motivate you during those times when you may need a reminder. I actually love doing this with work. Something that I've done since the beginning of my career is I have a brag file. So I will put anytime I get a positive feedback or good review or good feedback on a project or someone being really complimentary about the work I'm doing or messages from you all about how much you enjoy an episode of the podcast or a newsletter response of how much you enjoy the message. I save those all to a file. Now, things like that can be super helpful from a career standpoint when it comes time for you to maybe get a new job or apply for a promotion or be considered for an opportunity because it's a great way of providing receipts of look at how wonderful I am. But it's also great for you to go and look at when you need that reminder, when you need sometimes that feedback to help you see yourself for who you are, those reminders of the great things that you do and how impactful you are. So keep a brag file as an immediate source of deposit into your confidence account. Now, the next thing is facing your fears in ways that feel safe. Now, I'm not telling you to do anything outlandish. But you know those things that we think are scary that actually pose no danger to us at all, like responding to that email or doing that 10-minute task that we've been stressing over for months that we know will only take us 10 minutes. 
when we feel the fear and we do things anyway, that's such an important form of taking action that can really help us boost our confidence. So start taking small steps towards those things and then don't forget to celebrate your bravery with each step. And then the last thing in terms of confidence deposits would be surrounding yourself with supportive people. And like I said, no one's deposits in your confidence account hold as much value as yours, but there's truly something to be said about being gassed by your people. Everybody feels good when you feel supported and gassed up by your people. So having a strong support system that can speak life into you when you need a little bit of a reminder is so nourishing. So don't be afraid to turn to your people if you need support, to ask for what you need, to ask for a little bit of encouragement if that is where you're at, and think of them as supplemental deposits. And if you need a little support or you are looking to connect with more people like that, make sure you join Club Balanced, which is our Geneva community. We truly have the kindest members in there who are so encouraging and are always encouraging one another. So if you need a little support, you need someone to gas you up, come join us in Club Balanced on Geneva. We have such a kind community waiting for you and waiting to celebrate you and gas you up when you need it. So we talked a lot about confidence deposits, but I want to talk a little bit about things that can be withdrawing from our confidence account. Okay. What is draining your confidence account? I think for a lot of people, it can be othering ourselves and othering ourselves to the point where we are rejecting ourselves before other people even get a chance to accept or appreciate us. I've had a lot of conversations with folks, particularly after we published our friendship episode a couple months ago, sharing their experiences with making friends and making friends as an adult, which is a very, very real thing that I think we've all experienced at some point. But a common pattern I've noticed is a lot of the reasons why people say they struggle making friends is from a source of othering themselves. So it's a lot of saying things like, well, I'm weird or I'm different or growing up, other people didn't like me or I like different stuff or the other black girls didn't like me because I like different stuff and I talk different and so on and so forth. And I'm not here to invalidate anyone's experience because that is very real. Childhood wounds are very real. And not feeling socially accepted is really hard and it's really hurtful. And I think we can take steps to acknowledge and heal from those experiences without making it all about what's wrong with us. Because if all of our thoughts are centered around what's wrong with us, we can't be confident people. Because it often says a lot more about the environment you were in than the traits that you are hyper-focused on. Like, It could very well be a thing that the people you grew up around were into different stuff or like different things and that wasn't aligned, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you that is continuing into adulthood. It could just mean that the people that you were around just didn't get you and it just wasn't the vibe and that's okay, but we have to learn how to let go and release these stories that something is then wrong with us just because we like different things or we have different interests. Now that you are an adult, those qualities that you think other people didn't like about you could very well be the things that the right people really do like about you if you let them and if you show up and let people see those sides of you. So instead, you need to focus your energy on what you really like so that you can connect with the right people because they're out there. Maybe they weren't in the neighborhood that you grew up in. 
But seeing those qualities about yourself as faults just because other people didn't get them is not helping you. It's not helping you be more confident. It's not helping you connect and it's keeping you stuck. And it's also draining your confidence account, like card declining, funds insufficient. And that also includes not engaging in self-deprecating humor. Being mean to yourself is not funny. It's not quirky. It's not cute. And comparing yourself to people and romanticizing other people's lives when you truly have no idea what people are dealing with is doing nothing but draining your confidence account, okay? It's actually kind of like a pick me, I'm not like the other girls kind of energy, almost like trying to win the who's most down bad contest but none of us should be wanting to win the who's most down bad contest. I don't want to win that award and neither should you. But I think sometimes we engage in that behavior because we want people to feel bad for us. Like the attention or maybe that little bit of dopamine that we get if people feel bad for us can be addicting. And it's like that reinforcement, right? And even though that might feel good in the moment, it is doing absolutely nothing for your confidence. It is doing absolutely nothing for increasing your confidence account. Again, it is withdrawing. It is declining. Insufficient funds. Draining. Overdraft. Okay? (laughs) That's not helping us level up. It's keeping us stuck. So I say this with all of the love and all of the compassion. If you want to be a confident person, the woe is me. Nobody likes me. I'm so different. Pity party is over. We're not doing it anymore, okay? We're gonna pack it up. We're gonna look at things from a different perspective and that is going to aid in our healing. So no more what was me, no more nobody likes me, no more I'm so different, no, no. If you catch yourself doing that, it's time to make some deposits. So let's flip that and look at how we would affirm who you are instead. Okay. So instead you can say, I'm me. Here I am. I have unique qualities that the right people love and appreciate about me. And I let them in. My unique interests shine through. But most importantly, they resonate with me. And I lead with that. And I take action that reinforces that. That is how I want you to talk about yourself. That is what taking action towards building confidence looks like. It is a shift in perspective that makes all the difference. I want you to be accountable and I want you to catch yourself when you are draining your own confidence account and to flip it and to start making those deposits. Send the funds because you are amazing. You have light. You deserve to feel confident and vibrant and you deserve to let your light shine wherever it is that you go. So as we come to a close for our leveling up series, I really hope that you enjoyed the episodes this month and I hope that they provided a little spring reset to really help you kind of jumpstart and get back into your goals if you've lost sight of them since New Year's. I would love to hear more about how you're leveling up. So please make sure you go to our latest post on Instagram at Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Leave a comment either letting me know your favorite episode or letting me know how you are leveling up this spring. I would love to hear from you. 
Head to the show notes for more resources about today's episode and for links to everything I mentioned. And also make sure you check out our discount codes from our amazing sponsors for hooking us up with great deals. We have a month of free workouts from Outlaw Moves. We have so many incredible things. So don't skip the show notes. Don't skip the discount codes from our amazing sponsors. And as this month comes to a close, we are launching a new series next month all about mindset. It's going to be Mindset May. So we're talking about ways we can level up our mindset, take care of our brain health and improve our focus. So make sure you're subscribed and I will see you here next week.